I feel like shit. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. But yet here I am pulling through here with another video. This is your Royal Rumble 2020 review. We are now officially on the road to WrestleMania. And oh my, what a show. Thank you all for tuning in. As you can tell, I am just exhausted. I'm tired. Um, I did say early on in the day that I was going to do three live streams, right? Keep this in mind. Early this morning, I recorded my World Collide review. And then during the Rumble event, myself and Big Mike did two Wrestle Companions, one for the Women's Rumble match and the other one for the Men's Rumble match. And those two streams just took everything out of me. I did say that I was going to go live again for the Rumble event as a review on Around the Point, but I'm sorry, I lied. And guess what? I am not the first YouTuber to lie to the subscribers, nor will I be the last one. I'm just too exhausted to go live again. Hence why I'm recording this at the same time as well. Let's be honest here. There's a lot of YouTubers right now as we speak that are going live right now and giving their thoughts on the event and all that stuff. And let them shine. Let them do their thing. Okay. Anyway, this is a another installment of Around the Point. I want to thank all of you for tuning in. If you are new to the channel, hit that subscribe button down below. Give the video a big old thumbs up and share this throughout your entire social media platforms. Wherever it is that you share videos. Around the Point, in case you guys don't know, is also available on major podcasting platforms. So it's on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play Podcast, or Google Play Music, Anchor, and also over at Spotify. So if you have these podcasting platforms on your mobile devices, you can listen to Around the Point on the go. If you have Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, please, guys, show us the love. Just give us those reviews, those five stars, if you if you can. That'd be so, so awesome if you do. Anyway, Royal Rumble 2020. What can I say? This show, I'm going to be honest, just felt like a giant clusterfuck of what was the show. From top to bottom. I thought the right person in the men's rumble went through like the right person won. There were surprises here and there, edges back, but again, I just feel like crap right now. Give me your thoughts in the comment thread below. Your thoughts on the rumble event, your thoughts on what was both rumble matches and all that fun stuff as we are officially on the road to WrestleMania. I watched the kickoff show but I missed the Sheamus versus Shorty G match. Apparently, that was added to the kickoff show, which I've missed. I did not even watch. All I know is that Sheamus beat Shorty G with the bro kick. That's all I really know about it, and it is what it is. I did watch the Andrade versus Andrade Skinamas versus Umberto Carrillo match for the U.S. title. They had a pretty solid television match that was on the kickoff show. Um, Andrade countered a Hurricane Rana by rolling through into a pin to win the match and retain his championship. I mean, again, I, I didn't really think that Umberto Carrillo was going to win the title. If you really thought that, wow, you're dumb. You're dumb as shit if you really thought that Humberto Carrillo was going to go out there and win the U.S. title in Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas. No, not happening. We kicked the show off 
the main card. They even told you this. They told you this on the kickoff show that they're starting the show off with Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin. And to me, honestly, I was expecting them to start off with the women's rumble match. But honestly, the fact that they started off with this, good. Let's get this shit out of the way. Just get it out of the way. And honestly, they had a solid match that I didn't really care for. The one thing that I'll say that was cool about it, hey, they fought literally in the crowd. They were fighting literally by the stairs, by the dugout. There was involvement of Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. The Usos got involved as well in this match. And again, they were literally fighting all over the stadium. There's a moment where the Usos, they they jumped and it got a big reaction. And they jumped on Mac and they dropped. They jumped on, uh, on Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode and Corbin and Roman and got a reaction and shit like that. But eventually, it was all said and done. Reigns hit a spear on Corbin on top of the Astros dugout to win the match. So at least they didn't get the win in the ring. People were wondering, hey, is Roman winning the Rumble? What have what have you? They did mention as well that these two guys were also in the Rumble match. So there was that as well. But again, I just didn't care. End of the day. They got this over with. Hopefully this is the end. There's not another rematch on SmackDown. But then again, knowing WWE, I would not be fucking surprised. Seriously. Um, We then go from there to the women's Rumble match. This shit fucking sucked. Completely, completely sucked. The lack of surprises, okay? So it kicks off with Alexa Bliss and what I thought was the MVP. Get me wrong. Yes, it was a shit Rumble match, but I feel like there was some shiny moments here. To me, the Rumble MVP, hands down, was Bianca Belair. She was the Iron Woman of the match at number two. Having literally eight eliminations in her Royal Rumble debut, right, from NXT. At the same time, you got to remember, Bianca Belair... In a couple of weeks, is facing Rhea Ripley for the NXT Championship because they don't want you saying women's championship anymore, right? So you got to give her some momentum. You got to have her come off strong here, right? And she got some and she did get some eliminations in in this match. Obviously, looked like a million bucks until she got tossed out by Charlotte Flair. Um, number three was Mighty Molly, not Molly Holly. Um, she, again, was there to get tossed out by Bianca Belair. Number four was Nikki Cross. Number five was Lana, who, again, got the microphone as she was walking to the ring. Um, we had a surprise entrance from Mercedes Martinez, who got in there at number six. It, she got, like, a mixed reaction. Like, some of the people knew who she was, and some people didn't know who the fuck she was. Who the fuck she was. They did mention that she signed to NXT. So there was that. She got tossed out by both Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Liv Morgan got there and then got tossed out. Or she eliminates Lana. And then she's going up on the top rope. And then Lana, who was already eliminated, literally eliminated Liv Morgan. And then they continue brawling. Uh, Mandy Rose came out to the most amazing ring attire. I will say that right now. It's probably the best attire in the Rumble match for the women. Um, there's a moment where she did get tossed out and it looked like she was eliminated, but then to find out that Otis was literally underneath the ring and he was just laying there. So Mandy lands, like her feet land on Otis's stomach, right? 
So people were shocked by that. Oh, it was funny, good comedy moment, if you will. And Otis was literally at ringside throughout the match while Mendy was there as well. Number nine was Candice LeRae. Number 10 was Sonya Deville. There's a moment where obviously, I think Bianca tosses out um, Mandy Rose. Otis catches her, and then Sonya gets tossed out. And Otis tried to catch both women, but he couldn't do it. So they both outwent fire and desire. Um, number 11 was Kyrie Sane. Number 12 was Mia Yim from NXT. Um, she got tossed out by Alexa Bliss. Number 13 was Dana Brooke got, getting tossed out by Bianca Belair. Number 14 was Tamina, who literally got in there and then get t- they got tossed out right away by Bianca Belair. Um, number 15 was Dakota Kai, um, who was there and then literally got tossed out as well. Like, she literally did nothing. She got tossed out by number 16 being Chelsea Green. And then Chelsea Green got tossed out as well by Alexa Bliss, literally 12 seconds. Uh, Charlotte Flair came in at 17. Charlotte Reigns, I'm sorry, number at number 17. After this, you had Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair in the ring. Those two were going at it. And like, you knew, like, you knew it was happening. You knew that Bianca was going to get tossed out. It was going to happen, people, whether we liked it or not. Um... Number 18 was the returning of Naomi. Uh, she's rocking now a fro. Didn't look bad at all. Number 19 was Beth Phoenix. And Beth Phoenix in this match, there's a moment, I, I want to say, where Bianca hits her on the on the turnbuckle. Like, Beth's head lands on the turnbuckle, and she starts bleeding from the back of the head. And at first, I'm like, maybe it's hair dye. I don't fucking know. But then if you look closely into it, it's blood. And throughout the match, that gash, it looked like it got worse and worse. And most of her hair was red. It felt like marinara sauce on spaghetti. That's what it literally looked like. And it's like, yo, please, just, just somebody toss out Bet Phoenix. Seriously. Uh, number 20 was Tony Storm from NXT UK. Number 21 was Kelly Kelly, who, whatever, honestly. like These surprises were kind of lackluster, in my opinion. Number 22 was Sarah Logan, who... Literally looks like the female Skinner. Yes, she is the female Skinner. Okay. Number 23 with Natalia. Number 24 was Zia Lee. 25 was Lena Vega. 26 was Shotzi Blackheart as a surprise. Wow, I'm in shock. 27 was Carmella. Number 28 was Tegan Knox, who really was there for a cup of coffee. And this is where I think people got so upset. And I, and I get it. I understand. Number 29, they bring out. Santino Morella, who Santino and Dragon, listen, we've heard what Santino had said before, the homophobic slurs and all that stuff that he said in the past. It's quite funny now how he's here dressed in drag, right, as Santino Morella. And did a stare-off. It's Santina, right, or Santino, whatever the fuck you want to refer to it as, right, with Beth Phoenix in Italia. And Santino eliminates himself. It's so... Insulting. I get it. I understand. I get what they're trying to do as well. They they wanted a comedy moment that failed. It, it just it just fucking failed. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it, it fucking failed. You mean to tell me you could have you chose not to add Sasha Banks into this match? Now maybe she's injured. I don't fucking know. All right. There hasn't really been a report on it, but maybe she was injured. I don't fucking know. Again, or someone like Io Shirai, who then I found out was was gonna be out for two months. Right. You mean to tell me you could have, you, you know, again, you could have added anyone else in that spot. 
anyone else. It could have been, I don't fucking know, um, Rio Ripley, for all I fucking know. It could have been Rio Ripley. It could have been, I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, Rio Ripley. I'm just throw that name right now, okay? Rio Ripley, right? But no, instead we put Santino in fucking drag. It's embarrassing. Fucking embarrassing. Then 30 was Shayna Baszler. And when Baszler got in, she literally cleaned house. She eliminated Tegan Knox. She eliminated Carmella. Shotzi Blackheart. She got a revenge from that Battle Royal NXT. Zelina Vega. Zia Lee. Uh, Tony Storm. Beth Phoenix. Right? And, and all that stuff, right? Again, so she was cleaning house. And then it was down to Charlotte Flair and Shayna Baszler. And this is the part that really pissed me off. Because you could have... Listen, if you really wanted Charlotte to win, fine. But give people a, a sign of hope that Shayna could have won. Right? Even though we knew that she wasn't going to win. Let's be real about it. We all knew going in that Shayna wasn't winning that shit. But at least give us a sign of hope that there's a possibility. Right? So, Charlotte's on the apron. Or she's hanging onto the rope. Right? And... She goes over, but she hangs on. And then they repeat the same spot where Charlotte's leg is on is on is wrapped around is wrapped around Shayna Baszler, and Baszler, and Baszler then goes over the top rope. So Charlotte wins. So here's the thing about it, okay? We know where they're going with this at WrestleMania. Charlotte and Becky at WrestleMania. Do I want to see it? Fuck no. I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. At the same time, though, with Shayna Baszler, honestly. If the idea is Becky's retaining at WrestleMania, this will not main event. Let's be real about it. That's not main event in WrestleMania. Fuck no. I refuse to believe that. Then the night after WrestleMania, you debut Shayna Baszler and you start the Becky and Baszler program. People were saying Ronda Rousey, but let's be real about it. That's not happening. That's not happening, people. I'm sorry. And I'm going to say this too. I said this on Twitter. Unpopular opinion. And I don't give a fuck who gets upset. I can give two shits if you get offended. Whatever. Honestly, I hope, I honestly hope, I really fucking hope that this is the last women's Rumble match we get. Because honestly, these past Rumble matches have been embarrassed. And the first one was fine. I get it. Okay, the second one, whatever. But this was fucking embarrassing. This was just like, just so, so crap. Because again, nobody wants to see Charlotte and Becky, but we'll see. But that, that was the women's Rumble match, okay? To me, the Iron Woman in this match was Bianca Belair. The MVP was Bianca Belair. So good on her for that. I'm pretty sure she'll make her, I'm pretty sure she's going to debut on the main roster after WrestleMania. Or maybe during, after Rumble, we'll fucking see. Or maybe after TakeOver Portland. I don't fucking know, okay? But that was that. And after this, the show kind of took a downhill. It, it was bad, but then it just went down to shits, in my opinion. We get we get Bailey versus Lacey Evans for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm sorry, nobody gave a fuck. No one gave a shit about Lacey Evans here. They had her daughter and they had her little girl, and obviously Lacey's husband literally sitting in the front row for, I guess, support. But again, no one gave a shit about Lacey Evans as a babyface. I know there was an interview that she did which talked about her upbringing and bullying, how she doesn't, how she doesn't, you know, again, how she does not support bullying and shit like that. But at the same time, it's funny because 
Lacey Evans, when she came in the main, when she came to the main roster, right, over a year ago, over a year ago or so, she was a bully. So it's hard for me to really believe in this, this bullshit. It felt forced, and it is forced. It is. But again, I'm sorry, Lacey is not ready. No, she's not. So there's that. Bailey retained in a match that no one gave a fuck about. We then get the the strap match for the Universal Championship, Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. I thought this was a good match. If there's any saving grace on the show, it was this, in my opinion. One of the saving graces of the show was this, in my honest opinion. There, there was no red lights, thank God. The red lights were gone for this shit. Thank fucking God. Um, they wrestled a competitive match, right? Uh and again, it's back and forth. They literally gave this idea that Brian was going to win, even though you kind of knew it wasn't going to happen. You knew that wasn't happening. My question is too, though: is this was the strap? Was it a Velcro strap? Was it not real leather? Was it leather? I don't fucking know, but whatever. Again, I thought this was a very good match. Again, there's a moment in the match where Brian jumps and in midair, Bray catches him. The fiend that is right. It hits the sister Abigail. The visual of that. Fucking amazing. Great. Right? Eventually, though, right, the the Fiend, he stood up and no-sold strap attacks. Like, there's a moment where Brian, he's whipping, he's whipping the Fiend with the straps, right? And the Fiend is not selling the shit. Not selling it at all. And he hit Brian with the mandible claw and the slam and got pinned one, two, three. So the Fiend retained like everyone knew he was. And then you see... Brian getting aided, like he's getting help to the back. Eventually, he walks on his own. He gets a standing ovation. They clap for him and they cheer for him. Rightfully so. Rightfully fucking so. Okay. So there was that. Um, we'll see what happens now come Royal Rumble. I mean, I mean, coming out of WrestleMania, we'll see what happens with The Fiend and who's going to challenge him and shit like that. We then get the raw women's championship match one year later becky lynch versus oscar one year later and honestly i'm gonna say this right now the match from last year was way better than this and again it's just one of those things and i get the story behind it right becky wants revenge for what happened a year ago she would not sign her new deal unless this match wasn't in the contract but i just didn't care for this it felt like Okay, it's there. There's going through the motion. It's a match that I would have seen on Monday Night Raw. And there was that. Um, you did have um, Kyrie Sane at ringside for this as well after she lost in the Rumble match. Um, again, just back and forth as well. Oscar uh, did lock in the Oscar lock, but Becky reached a rope or she countered it or something. Becky tried to go multiple times for the disarmer. She did a she did a Bexploder on the outside onto the barricade onto Asuka somewhere in this match. But the match literally ended, right? They 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 almost hit the referee in the corner. And Asuka was getting ready to hit the mist. And before she spit the mist out, Becky kicks her. And while she got kicked, Asuka spits out the mist, which caused Becky to hit the disarmer. And that made Beck that made Oscar tap out and Becky retained her championship. So you already know where they're going. I and again, it, it, the writing's on the wall. The writing's on the wall. You you know for a fact they're gonna do Becky and Charlotte at WrestleMania. 
Okay, I didn't mention this earlier, but Charlotte got on the mic after she won the Rumble match. She got on the microphone, and she didn't announce who she's challenging. She talked about how she's now the top woman, this and that. But you know where they're going, obviously, in a match that nobody wants to see, especially main event. But I digress. We then get the main event of the evening, the men's Rumble match, which I'm happy this closed the show. I'm sorry, this rumble was fucking everything. <laughs> Holy shit. You, you, I, I'm sure you guys can tell that I'm being sarcastic when I say that shit, right? Um, Brock was number one, and he went on a cleaning spree. I shit you not. He literally went on a cleaning spree, throwing out 13 people. 13 people were eliminated by Brock Lesnar, so he tied Braun Strowman. Holy crap, this was fucking hilarious. Um, like the first half of the rumble is literally Brock burying the roster, literally a burial of the fucking roster. So number one was Brock Lesnar, obviously. Number two was a lie. He played a song as he's walking to the ring, but to no avail. He got attacked by Brock. He got attacked by his guitar as well. And then Brock threw him out. Number three was Eric Rowan again, getting tossed out by Brock as well. I was expecting Brock to expose what the fuck was in that cage, but no. Number four was Robert Roode. Getting tossed out by Brock as well. Number five. This one kind of pissed me off. John Morrison gets in there, gets a couple shots on Brock, but Brock eventually tosses out Morrison. And here's why it pissed me off a little bit, okay? Morrison just re-signed with WWE. He signed back with WWE after being gone for all these years, right? Yesterday, they aired the Chronicles episode on the network for John Morrison. And I thought overall, it was very well done. I enjoyed it. Honestly, guys, if you have not yet watched it, go give it a watch. Probably one of the best ones that they've done out of all the Chronicles, in my opinion, okay? On John Morrison, or if not one of the. Sometimes I can cap, but it is what it is. And he just gets tossed out like he's nothing. <laughs> Number six was Kofi Kingston. And oh boy, when this happened, you, you knew where, where it was going, right? Kofi, Kofi gets in the ring, gets beat up by a Brock. The number seven was Rey Mysterio. Oh, my God, the irony, right? I was waiting for number eight to be fucking Dominic and number nine to be Cain Velasquez. So they start double-teaming Brock. Now came Biggie at number eight. They start triple-teaming him. Uh, Brock gets hit with the with the trouble in paradise. Biggie hits the, the big ending, and then Ray does the 619. They, do a they take a page out of the O2 Rumble where Biggie is literally on his knees and Kofi and Ray... Um, literally jumps on. He jumps off Biggie's back onto Brock. Brock catches him and throws him out of the, throws him out of the ring. So they copied off the O2 Rumble with the Hardy Boys and the Undertaker almost. If that same spot, if you guys remember or not. And then eventually Brock tosses out Biggie, and then eventually tosses out Kofi Kingston. So the idea of Kofi getting the surprise elimination on Brock, his revenge, if you will, to no fucking avail, to no avail at all. Number eight was Cesaro. Again, tossed out by Brock like he was nothing, which is kind of sad, too. It really, really is. Some of the guys that got that Brock eliminated here, that literally made them feel like shit, which is sad, right? It really is sad. Number 10 was Shelton Benjamin. They did this whole thing where, oh, my God, Brock and Shelton might team up. He hugs Paul Heyman. He hugs Brock. And then eventually Brock tosses him out. Number 11 was Shinsuke Nakamura. The Intercontinental Champion. And remember, they did have a match years ago in New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom. So the idea, oh my God. At one time, people were talking about this being a dream match. 
Remember years ago when Nakamura debuted in WWE when he signed? Oh my God, the dream match, him and Brock, is gonna go, has to happen at WrestleMania. Nope, fuck that. Fuck that shit. And yeah, Nakamura gets eliminated by Brock. Number 12 was MVP. And he got a reaction. People lost their shit. But even he was chasing Paul Heyman. Eventually got caught by Brock, and Brock tosses him out after an F5. Number 13, Keith fucking Lee. And people were hoping, okay, just the confrontation of those two. And it was great. They had a con- they had a stare-off, got a good reaction. Keith Lee put that work in on Brock, threw him into the corner multiple times, um, test of strength, if you will. Then after this, out came Braun Strowman. And obviously, what do you expect? Both Braun and Keith Lee got eliminated by Brock at the same time. Number 15 was Ricochet, and you knew where they were going with this, right? Ricochet got beat up by Brock, but he didn't throw him out. Number 16 was Drew McIntyre. It's so fitting because they literally told you right then and there what the plan for WrestleMania is, right? So Ricochet low blows Brock, and then Drew hits the, hits the Claymore on the on the Brock while Brock was on, on the ropes, and Brock gets eliminated. And the crowd lost their fucking shit. It's like Drew McIntyre right there just solidified. Like, yo, he is the new baby face of the company in some regard, right? Like, he became this fucking hero for eliminating Brock. People were chanting, thank you, Drew. Thank you, Drew. And then eventually Drew tossed out Ricochet like he was nothing. And then the Miz got eliminated by Drew as well. Out came AJ Styles, and they started going at it. Um... Followed by Dolph Ziggler. And again, back to what I was saying too with, with Drew. There were moments where Brock was literally on the outside. Like he tried to sneak in to attack Drew, but Drew caught it. Like they told you right there what the plan for WrestleMania is. And if you don't realize it, then you're dumb as shit. I'm just saying. Okay. Number 19 was Dolph Ziggler. Number 20 was Carl Anderson. The surprise entrance, I think that shocked everyone, was 21 being Edge. Edge, that's right, fucking Edge, after being gone for almost, I want to say, 11, has it been 11 years? I think it's it's been 11 years, I want to say. If I'm wrong on that, I'm wrong on it, but it feels like it's been almost 10 to 11 years he's been gone. Like he retired in 2011, okay? So there's that. Since 2011, he's, he's back in the ring. He looked grizzled. <laughs> He's sporting new ring gear, obviously, sharp, if you will. Um, and then you realize that, hey, he's ta- you, you wonder, okay, he's hitting clotheslines, he's doing spears, but you wonder, will he take a back bump? Eventually he does, and when he did that, I'm like, okay, he's clear. He's in the clear, it's fine, right? And here's the thing about it. Well, Edge was in the ring, everyone on Twitter lost their shit. Even myself, like even me. I was like, holy crap, I cannot believe I'm seeing this right now. Even there's been rumors about, oh, he's going to be in the Rumble, him shooting it down, him posting a picture on Instagram, changing changing his location. But even that, I lost my shit. And because I was live on the stream, I had to, compose, had to keep myself composed to some regard. People that I know on Twitter were crying, apparently, when Edge came out. And understandably so, okay? But I'm going to say this right now. The one match you make at WrestleMania, and I don't give a fuck what you guys think, but to me, the match you do at WrestleMania is Edge and AJ Styles. 
at WrestleMania. They did have that stare off. Edge did eliminate Styles, so there's that. Number four, number 22 was King Corbin, who got tossed out by Drew McIntyre. Number 23 was Matt Riddle. Now, apparently, there's reports going out that Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar did have an altercation backstage before the Royal Rumble event. So I'm wondering, okay, he's going to get, you know, probably not in the, he'll probably not be in the Rumble match for what he did, for what he did. But no, he was in the Rumble match and got tossed out just like that by King Corbin. Bro. Number 24 was Luke Gallows. Number 25 was Randy Orton. So we did have the rated RKO reunion. They did hit a double RKO onto Drew McIntyre during the match. Number 26 was Roman Reigns. Everyone thought he was going to win. People were in panic mode. Like, they do Roman no... Honestly, they do Roman no fucking favors at all. Every single time I see him in the Rumble match, he's always, like, in the final... Like, like the final 20s, if you will. Like, he's 27, 26. He's never, like, in the beginning. Like, except that one year in 2016, but that's besides the point, okay? Number 27 was Kevin Owens. So that was my pick in the chase... That was my number in the chase all over Rumble pool. How fitting it was. Hi, Kevin. Right? Number 28 was Aleister Black. Number 28, 29 was Samoa Joe. Number 30 was Seth Rollins, who came out with his whole entourage of AOP and Buddy Murphy. They were Again, they had him on the outside. They were brawling with everybody. And then eventually, um, Owens got eliminated by Rollins. Samoa Joe got eliminated by Rollins. And they were brawling with AOP and Buddy Murphy on the outside. So Rollins by himself. And at the same time, again, you got to remember, AOP and Buddy Murphy were brawling everyone in the ring at one point or another. So Rollins by himself. And you have in the ring. Let this marinate for one second. Let this shit marinate for a second, okay? You have Kevin Owens, Aleister Black, Samoa Joe, Edge, Randy Orton, and McIntyre, if I didn't mention him. But all in the ring, ready to attack Rollins, and they did, and they eliminate him, right? He gets eliminated. And let this sink in. At one moment, a final five was the final five for for a second there, right? Was literally <laughs> Randy Orton, Edge, fucking um, Roman Reigns, and Drew McIntyre. And I want to hear somebody else. Yeah, it was wrong, but he got tossed out, right? Talk about a dream final five, final four. Eventually, it being Edge, Orton, Roman, and McIntyre. Holy shit. What universe are we in right now, right? What universe are we in? Edge eliminated Randy Orton. Playing mind games, if you will. It was down to Roman, Edge, and McIntyre. There's a moment where both Edge and Roman are on the apron. And you're wondering, okay, Drew's hitting a double Claymore kick. But no, eventually Roman does eliminate Edge. And you wondered, okay, they're about to do some bullshit right now. And again, I'm a Roman Reigns fan. But fucking hell, we all know who deserved the win. We all know it, okay? And it was down to Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. McIntyre has to claim more kick on Roman Reigns and then eliminate Roman. And Drew McIntyre wins the 2020 Royal Rumble. He's the chosen one again. And honestly, again, he deserves it. He deserves it. Drew McIntyre, since coming to the main roster, right, from NXT, has ate plates and plates of shitty booking for this moment. And that being said, 
at WrestleMania, obviously the writing's on the wall. They told you. It's Brock and Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. I look forward to the match. I look forward to it. That being said, does Drew finally win? I don't fucking know. Hopefully he does all the fuck you want, but yo, I'm just happy for the guy. I really, really am. From a guy, again, that was, by a lot of people, the chosen one, by Vince McMahon, that is, right? The chosen one a couple of years ago when he first got signed to the main roster, whatever, right? And then he got treated like shit in 3MB, and they let him go. He refound himself on the independence, right? Evolve, Impact Wrestling, ICW, comes back to WWE through NXT, win the NXT title, right? And then from there, he comes back to the main roster. And again, like I said, he was eating plates and plates of shitty booking to now finally have his moment. And I can't wait. So again, this show overall was a giant clusterfuck. But there were some shining moments, like I said. Drew in the Rumble was a shining moment. Bianca Belair having her moment in the Women's Rumble match, being the Iron Woman, being the MVP, in my opinion. And obviously, Brian versus The Fiend as well. But everything on the show, the rest has felt very, very, like, whatever. Skippable, lackluster. I just didn't give a shit about it. But that's me. Guys, give me your thoughts in the comments below. Your thoughts on the Rumble as a show, as a whole, and all that stuff. Again, let me know. Follow me on Twitter at HeelSteven. This will also be available on the podcasting platform like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Anchor, and also over at Spotify. So if you have these platforms, you can listen to Around the Point as well on the go. If you have Apple Podcasts, please give us the five-star rating. It does help out the show in the long run. And that's going to be it for me, guys. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. And as always, hate, comment, and subscribe. And this has been Around the Point. I'm pretty sure OK Fabe in his review did the Drew McIntyre impersonation. I got to check it out. But if he did, fucking awesome. What a right time. Peace out, y'all.